You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Brother Dennis Morris. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Everyone's waiting for this moment. The crescendo of the entire creation of all time. John, at the end of his revelation, chapter 21, says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Now, right now, we should be going, yay, wow, it's happening. This isn't something just to read for knowledge. This is something for you and I to look at and say, that is my life. I'm going to experience that. That's what God's got planned for me. But we read this and it's like, oh, okay. So let me say it again. Then John says, and now why, why is God giving us this revelation? He's giving us this revelation because he wants you and I to have it. He wants you and I to experience it. He wants you and I to see it. He wants you and I to put all of our hope in this. And this is what he says again. Then John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven, the galaxies, the universe, the moon, the stars, the black black holes, all that cool stuff out there. For the old heaven and the old earth, what we're living on right now, had disappeared. (laughs) And thank you. New stuff's happening. It's coming our way. And it says the sea was also gone. Now, don't think about the oceans being gone. The sea is here used in terms of the division between humanity. We know in Isaiah there's going to be plenty of oceans. As a matter of fact, we know in Isaiah people from the other nations are going to travel on ships to the holy city of Jerusalem. And it says this. I love this. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. That's where we're at. Now, let me give you some history here. Or not history. Let's pick up from last week. Remember in, in Revelation chapter 20, the, the thousand-year reign? At the end of that thousand-year reign, Satan is turned loose. Well, why? Because literally millions and millions of people were born during that reign, underneath the reign of Christ. They gave their heart to Christ, and so he was turned loose to make sure that they were following Christ out of their heart and not out of uh, 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 have to or, 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 or responsibility or I can't be disobedient to God. So Satan is loose just for a short period of time. Then there's a great battle and then Satan is taken at that point and he's thrown down to the abyss, to the pit of hell and evil is done forever. It's gone. And right after that is when John says, I saw a new heaven and I saw a new earth and then the new Jerusalem coming down from God. See, we were in the new Jerusalem when, when Satan was turned loose, we were taken to the New Jerusalem. We're waiting. And then in 2 Peter chapter 3, and I'm giving you guys a whole lot of stuff that we can talk for hours, so I'm going pretty fast here. 2 Peter chapter 3 says that while we're in that New Jerusalem, that the whole earth is burned like fire. So what's happening now is God, just like that, takes the fire and he burns the universe, the whole earth, and he gets rid of the curse. He gets rid of the work of the devil. And this is the new heaven and the new earth that he sees. The old heaven and the old earth has disappeared. And then he says, let's pick up verse 2. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, that's us, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, 
God's home is now his people. Now, this is where you can get excited also. Okay, these are not just words to read. This is not just a concept to look at. This is the reality what you and I are going to experience. There's a time coming, and as a matter of fact, in chapter 22 says we get to see the face of God. What, how, how cool is that? There's a time coming in our future for all of us who are redeemed where God is going to come down and he is going to make his home with you. You have to personalize that. Right? That's our future. That's our, our God, our creator, the lover of our hearts. He's going to make his home with us on this new earth. I can't wait. I just can't wait. And then it says, he will live with them and they will be his people. God himself, it's like he's seeing this again. God himself will be with us. It's like, okay, you guys didn't hear this the first time. Let me say it again. God, God, Yahweh, Jehovah, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, our Messiah, God the Spirit, our Comforter, will make their home. I'm not talking about their home in our hearts. I'm talking about their physical presence, home with us. That's what he's going to do. Guys, it's hard to believe. I get it. I get it. But that's, our, that, that's the revelation. That's our hope. That's what we long for. Then watch this. I, I, excuse me, I keep saying watch it because I see this happening. And that's what the revelation is. Oh, look at the intimacy here. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. You know, think about the tears. God, I'm so sorry for the things I did. Think about in God's presence the things that we know about our past, even though we have, at this point, we have the new nature, we have the body like Christ, and we'll talk about that if we get time. He tenderly, gently wipes every tear from my eyes. Wow. I don't know about you. You know what? You know where I have the most sorrow? Not the things that happened to me. I have the most sorrow in the things and the hurt that I have caused people. And oh, if I could just rewind my life. Oh, if I could just go back. And there's a time in my life, there's a time with God, I want to just look up and say, thank you for your forgiveness. And if I, God, this burden in my life, the way I lived my life, man, I really messed up. I, I really did some pretty bad things. And, and God, I really, you know, and I could see God just, hey, Dennis, let me just wipe those tears. Can you see that happening to you? See, that's the purpose of this revelation. This is your future. This is what he said. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death. Wow. No more sorrow. No more crying. No more pain. <laughs> I can't wait. I just can't wait. This is too good to be true. See, that's the revelation. He's telling us, I want you to look forward to this. This is your hope. This is what I have planned for your life. All these things 
are gone forever. In the one sitting on the throne in verse 5, by the way, forever, do you know how long that is? You get it. In the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. I am making everything new. I think that we're in a crisis of hope. I don't think we have much hope. And I'm not talking about those who are without Christ because they don't have hope. But I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the bride of Christ on this earth today. I don't think we have the kind of hope that catapults us into a a journey and an adventure with Christ. I, I think... I think we still let the things of this world take that hope from us. You know, in John 13, he says, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And we focus a lot on faith, and we focus a lot on love. Not so much on hope, but I think hope is the engine that brings that gives substance to love. I think hope is the, the source that gives faith purpose and meaning. But where's our hope, church? Where's that hope that's inside of us that we know that we know that we know, that anticipation, that eagerness, that earnestness, that we know exactly what God's got planned for us, and we're motivated by that. It changes us knowing that this is my future, this is my life. That's why Revelation is such a beautiful book, is God's wanting you to know. And the reason he wants you and I to know is that you and I can then be energized by that hope, by what we know. Goodness, we got great, great sorrow. But I want you to know it's going to end. Tremendous tremendous anxiety, tremendous depression. The suicide rate has gone off the charts. The the addictions, the, 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 uh, the, the drug use, on and on and on. It goes, but just the lack of hope. Just... Just a, a belief that tomorrow, this is what hope says, that God's tomorrow for me is going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to see that in a little bit in Romans chapter 8. As a matter of fact, in Colossians chapter 1, it says, love and faith spring from this hope. How is your hope today? This God making everything new? You know, He's gonna make everything new. Everything. Everything He's gonna make new. So let me ask you this question. What is it that you long for? You know, I think I'm I think I'm supposed to do this now. I, I didn't know if I was gonna do this. I, I typed up a whole bunch of stuff. It's going to come in our forever life. What is it that you long for? I I think I'm supposed to do this now. I wasn't even thinking. I stood over there thinking maybe I wasn't even going to do it. But what is it? Ask yourself, what is it you long for? Can I just share with you a lot of stuff here? And this is so cool. What will the earth be like when it's fully renewed and restored? As a matter of fact, let's turn to, go ahead and let's go to Romans chapter 8, guys, back there. I want to talk about the earth a little bit. 
Because it's going to be so cool. Because this earth is going to be made new. And this is where your life's going to be. And the city of God's going to come down on this earth. And you and I are going to live in that city. And we're going to live in the countryside. And we're going to go in and out of that city. Now look at this in Romans, Romans chapter 8 back there, guys. If we can get to that. Watch this. Yet, what we suffer now, and we do suffer, is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. So what he's saying is, I know there's suffering. I know there's sickness. I know there's death. I know there's hurt. And I know there's pain. But he wants you to know, and me to know, that compared to what he's got planned for you and I, it's nothing. It's like, it's like you know, our, our suffering is here, and his glory that he's going to reveal to us is up here. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Where's your hope? That's my hope. Now watch this. For all creation... Okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let me get you excited about that a little bit. Do you know how wide, I did some research, do you know how the diameter of our universe is 93 trillion light years long? What that means is if you were traveling at 186,000 seconds or 1,000 miles per second, it would take you 93 trillion years to go across our universe. That's creation. Guess what? It's waiting eagerly. Now, let's not stop there. Do you know every year the universe is expanding by 250 million miles in all directions? So when you traveled your 93 billion years, how much farther is it going to be? That's our God. And that creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Did you know the creation? And I don't get this. Creation must have some kind of personality, some kind of thought process, feeling, maybe a different dimension. I don't know. But that creation is waiting for something to happen. And what he's waiting for is something to happen in our lives, the children of God. Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Eve. Okay. It was all subject to God's curse, but with eager, here it is, with eager anticipation and earnestness and desire, with this eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when they would join God's children in what? In what? In glorious freedom from death and decay. Do you know what our future holds for us? Our future holds for us a beautiful creation that's going to be free of death and decay. Let's go on. Look at this next part. We know that all creation has been groaning oh, in the pains of childbirth. That's crazy, isn't it? Does anyone know about the pains of childbirth? <laughs> it says creation is in that same pain. Once again, this, the, I, I, I'm kind of crazy. I don't just read through stuff like this. I think about it as I read. I, what in the world does that mean? Creation's in the pain of childbirth 
right up to this present time, creation, whatever that, I've never experienced childbirth, but whatever that childbirth pain is, creation right now is experiencing. The earth that you're living on, the trees, the universe, the galaxies is experiencing right now childbirth pains. Why? And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies. Amen. We long. Oh, man. I'm 60 and I feel 60. I heard somebody say, you know, 60 is the new 50. They said, when you get to 70, it's 70. I want to say 70 is the new 40. (laughs) But it says, but my body, my body, we long for our bodies to be released from the effect and from the curse, from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope, the same hope. Creation, did you get it? The same hope that creation has, you and I have, with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he's promised us. So what is it that you long for? So let's go through this. I went this real fast, kind of like a machine gun. Um, the new earth, no longer groaning, but celebrating God's majesty through his beauty. There's no pollution on this new earth. Forests that are alive with beauty and splendor. What about the beautiful redwoods? What will the wildflowers in the field, what will they look like when there's no curse on them? And they grow, and they're beautiful. What will the aroma and the fragrance be like? That's the new earth. Water that's fresh and clean. Waterfalls. What will they be like on the new earth? Wouldn't it be cool just to jump in, the, in a river and it's fresh and clean? What would that be like on this new earth? What about the beautiful Alps or the Grand Canyon? What would that be like? What will gardens be like when you don't have... I mean, I always have this dream that one day when I retire, I'm going to plant this beautiful garden. But I, I'm bad at gardening stuff. You know, I, I think I'm going to want to learn how to do that. But what would a beautiful tomato look like? With a curse. The soil just brings it forth. That tomato is as beautiful as a tomato or a watermelon or a cantaloupe. What will that be like on this new earth? Think of the most beautiful places on this earth and know that they'll be yours to experience in God's full creative beauty. So what about, let me, let me ask you this. Why do you believe you have an imagination? Why do you think God wants you to be able to see things? Because he wants you to see his new earth, his new heavens. What will the galaxies be like when it's made new? What will it be like? What about the animal kingdom? Let's jump there. All creation is going to be made new. Jesus is coming back on a white horse. The armies of heaven, they're mounted on white horses, so there's going to be plenty of horses. Isaiah 11, 6-9 says the animals are at peace with humanity and with each other. Can you imagine connecting with lions? And you're just kind of, we've seen this in the jungle book, you're just kind of walking with the lion. Hey, that's pretty cool. Huh? Because the animal kingdom and the human kingdom are going to be together, be connected. What would that be like? What does a restored lion look like? Or a restored dog? Or a restored elephant? Or a restored horse? And I'm fascinated by giraffes, those big long necks. What would a restored giraffe 
look like. That's going to be our experience. Can you imagine playing in creation, swimming with the fish, riding upon the horses, running alongside the lions, flying with the eagles? Can you imagine that in your future? See, that's what pushes hope up. That is our future. He's going to make all things new. That's us. All right. What will our bodies look like? I hope I'm a lot better looking than I am now. <laughs> you know? But, you know, that's, that's an issue. That's why, yeah. uh, I guess I need to go through some therapy now. <laughs> Got some self-esteem issues. Like, that kind of thing. I was, you know, in high school, I was always the guy that was like a sea looker. You know, I, I wasn't anybody, nobody would look at me and say, oh, that's a good-looking guy, including my own dad. He always reminded me of that. You know, you know how dads are, that kind of thing. Um, uh, Philippians 3, 20, 21, we will be made into his glorious body. John chapter 3, verse 2, we'll be like him. Death is utterly swept away. Body is completely renewed. Every cell of mine has been regenerated. I am a new, I have a new, complete body. What would that be like? Wow. Jesus and his new body ate food. We know we're going to eat food. We know there's a feast, a wedding feast that we have that we're going to enjoy fine dining with, Isaiah says. He ascended to heaven. So will I fly? Remember the scriptures? I'm fascinated by Isaiah 40 about will mount up with wings like eagle. Is anybody here mounting up with wings like eagles yet? But one day I get to. I, that, the, of all creation, the thing that fascinates me most about my future, it's flying. I, I, I have a friend who's kind of a scientist, kind of guy. He talks about this subparticles that just disappear here and appear there at the same time. Does anybody study about anything like that? Do we have any science people like that? I just, I mean, that Jesus was in a room and then he's out of the room. How's that work? That's going to be fun to figure that out. You guys, I'm saying these things to build hope. This is our future. And what I'm, what I'm describing to you in words is going to be just much greater than this. What would be like in our bodies if we don't deal with any sickness? No sickness. No soreness. No pain. Wow. Death is a violent assault on our humanity and tragic to our hearts. It's violent. It takes people away. It takes us. hurts us. That's assault on our humanity. It's not what God has planned for us. And it's not going to be a part of your future in the new kingdom. All right, what about our hearts? The things that we feel inside of us. The pain we feel inside of us. The hurt we feel inside of us. Isaiah 51, verse 11 says, there's going to be everlasting joy. Can you imagine? Just Psalm 16, 9, or Psalm 16, 11. Psalm 1611 says this, in his presence is the fullness of joy. Okay? Now, we have a little bit of joy now. Remember, Paul says, you know, now I see things and I experience things dimly, but then I want to see and experience things fully. We have a little bit of joy now, but in his presence is going to be the fullness of joy. In his presence is going to be the, the fullness of of love. In his presence is going to be the fullness of peace. In his presence is going to be the 
fullness and you fill in the blank. How's your hope doing? Is that something you dream about? Is that something you think about? I can't wait. That's what this whole series is about. This is what Revelation is all about. Revelation is about telling those who are unbelievers how to become a believer and what's going to happen if you stay an unbeliever. And it's about telling the believers the glories of your future. In his presence is the fullness of joy and eternal pleasures. So what are you going to do with that one? What brings you pleasure? In his presence is eternal pleasures. What brings you pleasure? I don't know about you. I would love to play sports in heaven. And I at one time, I want everybody to look at me and say, best hitter I ever saw. Because <laughs> that's never been my life experience, believe me. You know? Man. Wow, look at the arm on that boy. Man, he, he, uh, signed him up for it. He, he's our quarterback. I don't know, but the feeling and the sensation of that were to happen in his presence is that kind of pleasure. I don't know everything he has planned for us. We can relate a little bit to our human experience, to that experience. See, we think that we're going to be on this little cloud floor. No, there's going to be sports in heaven. You know why I know there's going to be sports in heaven? Because I like sports. See, I'm going to be Dennis in heaven. I'm going to be Dennis's personality in heaven, but it's going to be renewed with no sin nature. Can you imagine having no sin nature? This is why I imagine being in heaven. We'll be opening up doors, and we'll be having a struggle because, no, let me open the door for you. No, let me open the door for you. No, let me open the door. And I, and I don't know how long that's going to go on until, the, <laughs> until somebody breaks the, breaks the tie. You know, but I'm going to have no self-centeredness, no malice, no greed, no lust, no envy in me. So I'm going to be able to play sports, and I'm going to be able to look at a friend that I think that I'm going to be a better hitter, but I'm going to look at him and say, hit it out of the park. And then, then, how, then if everybody hits it out of the park, who wins the game? <laughs> Do they have a run roll? <laughs> Do they have to hunger if the game's over? You know, but I, I say all this, but it's going to be eternal pleasures. It's going to be in God's presence. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. Now, so let, let me get, what will we be doing in heaven? Isn't that a fun question? What about your, your gifts right now? Do you know what I love to do? I love to teach. I just do. I loved it. And it doesn't matter what the course. When I was at the University of Cincinnati, I taught management and marketing courses and, and salesmanship course. I just love to teach. I love to explore, learn new things, new concepts. Last night I was talking, how far is our universe? How fast? You know, and then I wanted to go, how deep is the, the, uh, the I wanted to go to the, to the cells and how many, how many molecules are in a cell and how many atoms are in a molecule and all those kind of things. Geeky stuff. I get that. Crazy stuff. But I love to teach. I believe the giftings that's in me now, God's just going to take and say, Dennis, get over there with George Patton. You guys study all that kind of stuff. And get over there with George Worship and discover that kind of thing. You, I, whatever. I love to teach. But the Bible says, does it not, that we're going to reign? 
on earth. I hope I get to do the teaching training part of that because I love doing that part. What's your desire? What are your giftings? Do you think the giftings that God's giving you now, you're going to go to heaven and say, oh, we're done with that, that was earth stuff? No. The giftings he's giving you now, he's going to take to heaven and he's going to perfect that gift. And you know what? Because that gift, he makes who you are. The compassion, the worshipers, the administrators, the hospitality, the warmth, the tenderness that's displayed in that gifting. That's part of who you are. And by the way, you're going to know me, but I'm going to have hair. <laughs> you know, you're going to know me. I'm going to know you. We're going to know about our life on experience, and we're going to be filled with worship and praise to our Father all through eternity because of his goodness in our life. So what, what about that? Let, let's see what the next one is here. Um, oh, yeah. Isaiah 65, 17, verse 19 it says, uh, God creates a new earth and a new heaven, and we're going to have peace and well-being. And the Revelation 21, through, 1 through 5, we just talked about his wipes, wipes away every tear. Can I ask you, what, what will be heaven-like when there is no sin nature? Let's go back to that a little bit. There's no sin nature, no temptation to sin. But the effects of the sin nature, the effect of the curse, what would the place be like when there is no depression, there is no sorrow, there's no earthquakes, there's no volcanoes, there's no what happened in the Bahamas here this last week. There's nothing like that. A couple weeks ago, there's nothing like that because we live in a place where everything is created new under God's order. And remember in Colossians chapter 1, Jesus said all things are, Paul was writing under the inspiration of the Spirit, says all things were created by him and for him. And it says he holds everything together. See, everything is going to be right. Isn't that going to be cool? So what would be, that be like for you? Hey, what about spiritual rewards? Have you ever thought what it would be like to, to be face-to-face -face with God? Revelation chapter 22 says we will see his face. See his face. But for him to say, Dennis, come here. I've got these rewards to give you. You were faithful. You did that. You were faithful. Here's your reward. You went into the Panera bathroom, and there's paper all over the place, and you picked it up, and nobody watched you do that. You did it for me. Here's your reward. Then as you were faithful when you did this, then as you were... Here's your, can you imagine however God taking you, you coming up close in his presence where there's this fullness of joy, there's this fullness of peace, and there's eternal pleasures in his presence, and he says, here are your rewards. As a matter of fact, he said, store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Don't worry about what moth and rust is going to destroy. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven. So he's saying, use your eternal rewards as a motivation. What's Paul saying in 1 Corinthians 3? He says, there's some of you, 
you're going to, you know, your, your, your life's going to be tested by fire. He said, you're going to escape that and be saved, but one just, 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 you just kind of made it because you have no rewards coming to you because you lived for yourself instead of living for Jesus. But can you imagine? What's your heart long for? Can you imagine the rewards that you're going to receive from Jesus? Can you imagine? Turn to Revelation chapter 22, and we'll close with this. I could go on and on. I knew this would happen, but time is of the essence. Chapter 22, begin with verse 1. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main stream. Worship team, you, you can make your way back up on the stage. Verse 2. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, so there's your fruit, with a fresh crop each month, so there's seasons. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. Do you know what? This is the mystery of the new earth, new I've tried to figure out what in the world does that mean, and you know what it means. This is the mystery. We ask Pastor Daniel, do you know what that means, Pastor Daniel? <laughs> you know? <laughs> But that's what's so cool about this to me. That's the beauty of the mystery. Nobody, nobody knows is there a new creation that's happening and they can come in because we know we don't need it for healing because we got our new bodies. Okay? But it says the nations are going to come. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. It says no longer will there be a curse upon anything for the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there and his servants will worship him. Can you imagine worshiping God in a, in a perfect body in a perfect heaven? You know what that's going to be like as I envision it? I won't be experiencing a cool thing. I'm just going, oh, God, you, you, you are awesome. You're so wonderful. And then I go on, and I'm, I'm, I'm planting that tomato with that beautiful tomato. I'm going to look at that and say, God, look at that. Look what you did. That's so beautiful. Thank you. And then I'm going to do a teaching, and the teaching is going, wow, everybody, because of that gift that he has perfected, and you guys are going to have the perfected gift of listening. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, and so, he uses me to do this teaching. I return to God. I would say, God, you are. I bless your holy name. You're so awesome. You're so wonderful. Thank you for letting me be in your presence. Thank you for this eternal joy and and, and pleasures I have. And you, see, that's why worship worship is going to be something. Not something you go to do. It's going to be a response to your life. You're always going to be in His presence, saying, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." Is that cool? That's how I envision that. You may have greater imaginations than me. And then he says, no longer will there be a curse upon anything. Amen. For the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there, and his servants will worship him, and they will see his face. They will see the Christian of the Bible. Starting way back in Genesis chapter 1. 
the fall of man through, through the Abrahamic covenant and then through the prophets in the 400 years and then Christ coming and then the apostolic uh, church starting 2,000 years later. The crescendo of the Bible comes right here. They will see his face. How's your hope? I can't wait. And I want you to have the hope that God wants us to have. And for you and I to live a life that says, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. Let's stand up, please, and pray with me. God, your revelation to us is so beautiful. It is so profound. The way you have these end times planned out. God, the way you're going to take the church and take the church up with you as we go through the tribulation and the way and during the tribulation you're going to give people the opportunity to repent and turn to you and then you're going to prepare us to come back to this earth as your precious uh, uh, bride and God the things you have planned for us to be in your presence and to see your face the new body the new earth the new heavens God we groan we groan we groan oh God we cannot wait to see your face and to be with you. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.